1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
0: And good morning, welcome in. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. This is the Out of Bounds Show, driven by your next Ram truck, Jeep Grand Cherokee, pre-owned or new. At Mack Hike in Flowood, visit mackhikeflowood.com. That's mackhikeflowood.com for your next uh, truck or SUV. Our guests join us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. And uh, we've been talking about the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher story all morning. Uh, Saban made a mistake a couple of nights ago with his comments, um, especially when he singled out Texas A&M and said all the players were paid um, through an NIL deal. And then Jimbo Fisher uh, made what I think is an even bigger mistake and uh, by calling a press conference. And going on and on and on about it. And I would have to believe that Commissioner Greg Sankey is livid with both parties, um, but probably more so with A&M. But we're going to bring in A&M insider uh, Brian Peroni, Giggum247, to talk about this. So, Brian, I would have to believe because Nick Saban has had so much success and people have Saban and Bama fatigue, that your board and the A&M fan base is just about 100% behind Jimbo and his counter to Nick Saban's comments?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, A&M fans are going to support an A&M coach no matter what. But they've also, ever since A&M signed the recruiting class that was ranked, you know, number one all time, I mean, all kinds of fan bases have been coming after the Aggies and, and trying to say that they bought the class and things like that. So then when Nick Saban comes straight out and says it, I think uh and fans were definitely excited to see that press conference from Jimbo yesterday.
0: Okay, so what is the truth? I mean, give me a number. Uh, what what has the collective or collectives, I don't know how many there are, because you can have as many as you want, and obviously they're not tied to Texas A&M. These collectives have to be, you know, created through boosters and friends of the program alums but uh how much has the texas a&m collectives raised that you know of,
2: i i honestly don't know about that and you know jimbo was asked about that yesterday and said that he you know he doesn't know either because he's not hands-on and i've been told that's the case that he he doesn't deal straight with that And, and he very well likely doesn't no, but a lot of the recruits that they landed i mean these are you know a ton of five-star kids but they had uh ties to a&m such as uh gabriel down to uh, brown lodendi from florida his parents have been planning to move to college station to work in a ministry for a couple years now he was committed to oklahoma and then flipped when lincoln riley uh, took off and you know uh levius overton is another kid his dad was uh was a uh, an a assistant E D at Texas A&M for 11 years. He was born in College Station. So it sort of was the, the perfect storm last year when you're putting together a recruiting class. Most of the kids came from Houston of the highly ranked ones, but the out-of-state ones, almost all of them had legitimate ties. And, you know, so just sort of everything fell into place. And, and so I can see why Jimbo Fisher's upset that people just assume that it's all, you know, just wrongdoing.
0: Okay, uh, Brian Peroni, gigom two four seven. He joins us on the Corona Premier guest line, talking Jimbo and Saban. Uh, where? What about you, Brian, or some of your colleagues that sometimes have to look at both sides and step back maybe a little bit? Um, did you feel like Did you feel like at all that Jimbo came across a, as whiny and jealous and some resentment there, considering his former boss has been so successful?
2: So I I was a little surprised that he took, uh, you know, some of the personal shots that, uh, you know, he he's called out, you know, Saban's character and basically, you know, implied, you know, things things definitely weren't on the up and up in Alabama. So, yeah, that that surprised me. And that was uh, I I know you mentioned Greg Sankey. You know, he's already come out and admonished both uh, both coaches. I mean, there's nothing he can really do, but he's come out and, and, you know, given him a verbal Warning, I guess uh, for lack of a better term um so yeah I, I was surprised that Jimbo went uh, that hard, but he's also a guy that he's going to one if he if he feels like he's been wrong, he likes to he doesn't have social media so he's gonna get out in front of it and try and write the ship but also everything he does he does sort of with a mind on recruiting you know and so if he looks like he's defending his players and defending his recruits. You know that's that's all he really cares about. You know he's not trying to win the hearts and mind of the national media. He's trying to win the hearts and the minds of, of recruits and their families. And I think he did that yesterday. Like I said, I, I was a bit surprised at the way everything everything happened, and and I I would not have uh, gone in on and like that. But I would tell you that just looking at the feedback and talking to a few recruits, they seem to uh, you know seem to like that side of him.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: Okay. Fair enough. You're listening to Out of Bounds. We're visiting with uh, Brian Peroni. He's with Gigam247 talking a and football and Jimbo Fisher in this new feud that we have. Uh, we had Kiffin and Fisher a few months ago. Now we have uh, Fisher and Saban and we'll see who else uh, either targets Jimbo or Jimbo targets uh, between now and Labor Day weekend. Give me more of this. It's good content for radio. Um, Okay. So Jimbo, he's coming off this recruiting class that was unbelievable, like you just referenced. But he's got the same record as Kevin Sumlin. Is anybody in the fan base talking about, you know, are we – yeah, we're recruiting gangbusters, but how much closer are we to getting to Atlanta and winning? Prime.
2: No, obviously, you know, there's there's some pressure there, especially with how much uh money they're paying paying him. But Kevin Sumlin started off hot with uh with Johnny Manzo and then just went downhill after that. And Jimbo did, you know, this this past year was was disappointing, uh, you know, with the eight and four finish. But that's uh but a and M on the, on the whole is is going up. I mean it's they're ranked in the top ten of pretty much every you know way too early poll in the top five of a lot of them. Um so, And recruiting is obviously that they, they finally look like an SEC defense, which was never the case under someone. So I think fans see uh, see A and M on the come up, and so there's there's a little more excitement than there was. You know obviously there was excitement the first couple of years under someone with Johnny Mansell, so, but then. Things died down after that, and he just plateaued at it was eight and five every year. I think four years in a row. So if that happens with Jimbo Fisher, obviously he loses the time. But right now he's got you know he's built up enough uh, enough in the bank, especially after the number three or four finish it was uh, during the the COVID year in two thousand.
0: What if, what if he goes nine and three this year, and and you're really you're still you still feel like you're light years away from not only playing in Atlanta. But beating Georgia or Florida, or whoever you know shows up there, Brian.
2: Well, I mean, he's got a contract that has uh, has no buyout. Um, you know, if he's if he's fired for any reason, they have to pay him. I believe it's immediately. They, you know, it's not even an installment. So, his, you know, he's he's safe at A and M because of of that fact. I mean, there's there's no way to get him out of there. But yeah, he probably you know nine and three. I mean, in the SEC, that's you know especially. You know, with the way that other than uh, with A&M, how they started under Johnny Manziel, that's better than they have been. So I don't think fans would quite turn on them yet. But that would be a little disappointing, you know, even with the fact that they don't have, you know, a quarterback, but that there's a battle that could last into the the season. You know, that would be disappointing. But I don't think it's enough for fans to fans to turn on them just yet. Now, seven, seven and six or seven, seven and five. You know, that uh, that that would probably be a different story.
0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. where prohibited by law. 18 plus.
2: Terms and conditions apply.
0: Okay. Uh, Gigum247. He is Brian Peroni on the Corona Premier Guest Line. We're talking Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. Uh, is there any discussion that Jimbo's really not that good of a play caller? And that he's a super recruiter and has made some some good hires on the defensive side of the football and Elko was exceptional and Durkin, although a step down is really good uh is there any discussion that Jimbo is running an antiquated offense compared to uh I you mean know, when you look at today compared to you know maybe ten or twelve years ago when Jimbo was running this offense at Florida
2: State? Oh no, for sure. I think uh, you do see a lot of fans on the board that that uh, wish he would hire an OC that actually called plays and and give that OC some freedom instead of now. You know, Daryl Dickey is not the uh, not the play caller. Jimbo Fisher is, and you know, the national title he had uh, Jameis Winston, who was you know an electric quarterback who could you know was not a was not a dual threat guy that could run when needed. So a And M has been recruiting those types, but. But yeah, there is definitely some concern among A and M fans, especially there. There has not been a downfield threat in the passing game at all the past couple of years. So, if that doesn't change this year with the five-star receivers coming in, then you'll start to see fans really, you know, make some noise about hey, you know, you need to hire an actual OC that calls plays. So yeah, that's a concern for sure.
0: Do you buy that they that Jimbo Fisher and the staff? invested too much in beating Bama starting in August, all the way through the year. And that uh, because of that, they kind of dropped the ball against teams that they should have beat, like Mississippi State and uh, Arkansas. Um, I don't know about Ole Miss. That was in Oxford, and Ole Miss was really good, but they wasn't even a competitive game. And then a dead man walking Ed Ogeron team. How did that land in, in College Station?
2: Oh, the, the LSU game, especially was the one that, uh, you know, fans definitely weren't happy with to close, to close the year. And because there was no bowl game, you know, that's, that's the taste that was left in their mouth. But no, I mean, Jimbo Fisher does, you know, he, every coach tells the press, you know, well, we're focused on, on one team, this, this team this week only. But, you know, from what I've seen from the players, it really is the case. They don't really look ahead. Now, obviously they know there's the game with Alabama, but, other than 2012, A&M had not beaten Alabama, you know, since they joined the SEC. So it's not like this, you know, it's this rivalry that, that has, has been a huge deal. I mean, they've gotten beaten pretty handily by Alabama most other seasons. So I really don't think they were, they were looking forward to that. I mean, Jimbo made that off the cuff remark uh, last summer at a coach's night about how they're going to beat Alabama's ass. But, you know, I think that was, just him having a little fun, and also he probably wishes he didn't say that, you know, at the time because it got a lot of run. But I don't think it was anything the players latched onto, to be honest.
0: Uh, Brian Peroni, giggum two four seven on the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, how do you how do you see this playing out this summer? Do you think that uh, after the conversation that that Jimbo Fisher and Ross Bjork had with Greg Sankey yesterday, um, obviously Saban and Byrne did too, but. Do you think that's it? That save it, that uh, Jimbo, he'll let it not let it go, but that he's not going to say anything else about it in public.
2: I would say that's probably the case. I mean, he will be asked about it. He's got a coaches' night deal tonight in San Antonio, and then obviously he's got the SEC media base, so he'll be asked about it. But I, I expect him to uh, demur a bit and just you know pass on it because he's sort of. You know if he had a goal with it he's gotten that accomplished and if he didn't have a goal with it and was just mad then he's gotten it off his chest so yeah i think it'll it'll die down now obviously it'll be a huge storyline heading into october 8th but i don't expect any more logs to be thrown on the fire
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper